Welcome everyone to the Pantheon. I'm your host, Ray. I've been thinking about you and me. About how this is going to end. About who will end up killing who. <laughs> Perhaps you'll kill me. Perhaps I'll kill you. You know that, don't you? All it takes is one bad day. Uh, the movie was rated R for some bloody images and disturbing content. It has a runtime of about 76 minutes and is directed by Sam Liu, uh, who's done a, a slew of DC and Marvel straight-to-cartoon movies, including Batman Year One, Batman vs. Dracula, Batman Superman, stuff like that. Uh, it's from based on a novel from Alan Moore and an illustration by Brian Boland. And, of course, Batman is created by Bob Kane. And uh, it stars Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill and Tara Strong as the voices of uh, Joker Batman and Batgirl. Now, essentially the movie goes like this. Uh, Batman hunts for an escaped Joker as the Joker has set his sights on the Gordon family to prove a point that in which mirrors his own fall into badness. And what sets the movie apart from the 20-year-old novel uh, is a 16 to 20 minute prologue that sets up Batgirl's backstory. To allow the audience to establish a better understanding with her character before the actual events of the killing joke. So for those of you who read the novel, will know that this is completely new to the actual story arc. Now the novel doesn't explore Robert Gordon's journey as a character, and well this film does, so that's the major difference between the book and the cartoon. Now before its release, the film got an advanced screening at San Diego's Comic-Con. It generated mixed reviews among critics. Uh, spoiler alert, uh, there is a relationship with Batgirl and Batman, uh, and it kind of makes for the sadistic story, a little worse in the movie, but uh, viewer's discretion is advised. Now, there's a point in the movie where uh, Batman does talk to some prostitutes to help him find and locate the Joker, and they always say that Joker goes to a brothel when he breaks out of Arkham. Uh, this time he didn't. Maybe he found himself another girl is what was implied here, and uh, it suggested, it would never really said that maybe Joker raped Batgirl before doing the acts that um, is suggested in the film, sort of. Uh, that is interpreted, when they interviewed the, the creators from it, that wasn't the initial intention to be implied, but just to put the air of thought in your head to suggest something else. So uh, uh, we've all now seen it, it's now on video and DVD, as well as uh, having a, a short stint on in theatrical theaters. I'll start with John, what were your thoughts on the film? Most easily put, not what I expected. Uh, graphic novel and the book ending having two different endings I was hoping for one and it turned out it was the other however when I look at go a little deeper than storyline the animation on it was feature film worthy it was like some of the best DC animation I've ever seen I love the fact that Mark Hamill said he would come back one more time to play the Joker voice if it was for something as tasteful as The Killing Joke. Okay, nicely worked. Nicely worked. Tasteful, nicely said, yeah. I'm trying to be polite for our listeners. <laughs> right. But, and I'm sorry to anyone who may disagree with me, Mark Hamill is the quintessential animated Joker. He is, 
one of my top three all-time, all-venue jokers. I agree. I think when you hit the voice in your head, that's what you want Mark Hamill. You want that voice. That's Exactly. Voice regardless of what you're seeing in terms of the character. Ev, what's your thoughts? Well, I think the I think it was well done by the animation, but it kind of didn't match the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly it did, but I wanted to see at the end um, what happened like the Batman. I won't uh, give it away, but the very end did not end how it did uh, like in the book. I wanted it uh, to see what happened with Batman. That's all I'll say. It wasn't a bad cartoon. It was pretty good but kind of graphic too so it's not for little kids yeah i one of the things about the book that that i thought the film really excels on was the fact that the climax of the film is where joker has does his musical number uh near the end and in the book it's hard to translate a musical or off of a book that that you're reading you're just getting like poetry or words that rhyme so to bring it out to the forefront, I mean, everything in the book, I enjoyed, I understood, and I totally got it. But I think when it got to the musical number, which pivots the dark tr- uh, contrast between the Joker, who's just evil, but puts it in such a funny way, right. it's a complete juxtaposition of points of view. It's, it's shocking and horrific, but yet comical. And that way, you don't turn away from what you're watching. It doesn't turn you off, because it's, it's presented in a certain way. Uh, for that, with the movie was able to give for me or provide for me, I enjoyed it more in that sense. Uh, but I do agree with you in the sense that the ending is different from what you would, re- would imagine it to be. Or what you would hope for. Uh, and it kind of leaves you mid-thought, which I thought, well, some films, I, I like, like well, I won't say I like, there's some films I've seen, like A History of Violence with David Cronenberg. Like mm. he, ends, he ends that film off, stop mid- mid-thought, and you have to think of the ending yourself. Yeah, you know, uh, when you look at, this is a really bad example, but like the f- season finale of Sopranos, where you know what happens, but like it just sort of stops. It never really showed it, but we all know no. that XYZ happened. And it, it makes the viewer want to connect the dots yourself. It's trying to make you think for yourself uh, how you think this will carry off or how it transitions to the next scene. So uh, if you if you don't like that, which I can understand, then you could probably have a bit of a, uh, a Debbie Downer look to it. But out of ratings, how would you give this rating, John? Storyline, out of five stars, I'd say three. Mm-hmm. Technical, well, like for sound quality, for ADR, for animation, for I'd have to go five. Okay. But personal likes. Not not high, huh? No. I thought it did really want attention. Like when you see the opening when he's in the Arkham Asylum, and it's in the trailer too. It's like, maybe I'll kill you, maybe you kill me, and that whole discussion. That thought was a really cool um, speech. But there are different layers to it. It got like 47% of Rotten Tomatoes, so it did it did moderately well, but not that great. Um, but um, anything else you want to say before we close off? No? No. No? Okay. I'm Ray. I'm Eddie. And I'm John Boy. We'll talk to you later. It's a, a piece of conviction. I mean, it's, a, it's a, a story that starts with a point. It's a story that makes its point. And it doesn't shy away from, especially at the time, you know, the, the comics code limitation. He's been in custody for two years. He'll confess. He's insane. It's a mistake to think you know what he'll do. 
it was already 40 years that Batman and the Joker have been dancing. And uh, it, it really, it did show you how far it could go. The nature of the story is so unlike a traditional Batman movie. It's this well that people draw from you know, creatively. It has defined a lot of uh, the Batman and Joker confrontation since then. All these years, and I don't know who he is any more than he knows who I am. Are you sure of that? What do you mean? I mean, don't underestimate him.